Good morning, everybody. Happy 4th of July. Uh, Really excited to uh, get this podcast knocked out with you guys today and hopefully share again some useful information. Uh, We took a break for a few weeks there, but uh, I'm excited to get this back up and running again and uh, have, have information for you guys to learn and grow with and hopefully utilize for your own lives. So gonna talk about what I think is a pretty relevant topic right now, uh, based on our local area here in Fredericksburg, Spotsy, uh, and surrounding areas. I'm going to talk about hail, or I'm sorry, storm damage, hail and wind, and the signs of it, and the the I'm not going to call it dangers because that's a little bit dramatic, but the problems that occur from that damage and the process for insurance claims with that. Uh, and, and again, this is very relevant based on the multitude of storms that we've had recently and the hail that we've had and the wind that we've had. So I feel like this can be a very useful topic of conversation. Uh, the first thing I want to go over is what hail or wind damage can look like. So Hail damage is harder to spot, uh, especially if if you're talking about damage to your roof, because the only way you're going to see that is if you get up on the roof and inspect it. And I know most homeowners are not setting up a ladder and climbing up on their roofs. Most homeowners don't even have a ladder tall enough to reach their roof. Uh, but there, there are ways you can spot hail damage on the ground, uh, particularly on what you call your soft metals, so your downspouts for your gutters, uh, your window screens, etc. But sometimes the shingles can have hail damage, where, whereas you're not seeing damage on window screens or soft metals around the house. But even on your downspouts and the soft metals, it can be harder to spot the hail damage if you don't have uh, like a piece of sidewalk chalk. So typically, for example, on your downspouts, you take a piece of sidewalk chalk, you hold it sideways, and you, you rub it on the, on the downspout. The reason you do that is if there's dimples or indentations from where the hail hit the, uh, the downspout, the soft metal, that part will be left white or wicker or cream, whatever color your gutters are in comparison to the chalk mark around it, because it indents the metal. So that's one way to be able to see if there's hail damage on the exterior. Uh, You could also have hail damage on your siding, depending on how large the hailstones were, uh, and how brittle your siding may be, how fresh it is, or if it's a little bit older, a little bit more weathered, the siding can, can crack or have holes in it a little bit easier. So that's something that you can look for as well on on the exterior of your siding if it's a vinyl siding. If it's a hardy plank, you're not going to see that. And some people still have aluminum siding, so you can try the same trick. You take that chalk, hold it sideways, rub it on that aluminum siding. Your window screens are another area on the exterior where you can spot hail damage. Uh, You can have holes in it, but sometimes it's just where the, the... hail hits the screen 
and it kind of uh, splays it a little bit might be the best word to use to describe that there where it kind of spreads out the fibers of that screen so that's one area on the screen to, to notice it at but again that's going to depend on the grade of screen the thickness of screen that was used and the age of that screen because the uv rays as it weathers make it make it a little bit more vulnerable if it's fresher and newer screen that might not show any signs of damage um, also your hvac unit the fins for your hvac unit those usually get beat up if you got some hail so that's another area to look but as far as the roof damage goes unless you get up there and inspect the shingles or metal or whatever you've got on your roof you won't really be able to see the damage from the ground for your roof this is why it is good to get a local keyword local license and insured roofing contractor to come out and inspect your house after you've had a windstorm or hailstorm because you have to know what the insurance is going to look for as far as hail damage goes and what hail damage looks like so the hail damage on your shingles the way the insurance is going to look at it is it has to break the fiberglass mat of the shingle basically what you'll do you'll look you, when you see the hail damage on the shingle it takes the granules and it indents it pushes pushes it into the fiberglass mat into the shingle and that's the spots that we're going to look for that's the spots i look for when i'm inspecting the roof uh, now, as far as insurance companies go, they're going to look for that as well, the broken fiberglass mat. But they're going to want a certain amount of those damaged shingles in a 10-foot by 10-foot area. So 100 square feet, one square of roofing. Depending on the insurance company, depends on how many hail hits they want to see in a 10 by 10 area on that roof slope for them to cover the replacement. Uh, it can be eight depending on the insurance company it can be 10 it can be 12 I've had some that wanted 15 in a 10 by 10 area so that's really going to depend now if you do have hail damage this has been verified by a licensed roofing contractor licensed local roofing contractor the next steps is to have your insurance adjuster come out they will take a look and verify I do recommend you having the roofing contractor that you want to work with meet the insurance adjuster out there that way they can show the insurance adjuster what they saw so that they can be on the same page from there the insurance adjuster will provide you with what they will cover and how much they are paying to cover that minus your deductible you still have to pay your deductible out of pocket it's illegal to not pay your deductible as far as wind damage goes wind damage is a little bit easier to spot in most cases because you may have depending on your shingles full shingles missing or tabs of the shingles missing if it's a three tab but even sometimes the wind damage you can't see from the ground because the shingle could be creased from where it was blown up but it didn't blow off and the insurance again is going to want to see either the shingle missing the tab missing or that the shingle was creased from the wind damage in order for them to cover it. Now, again, they're going to look for a certain amount 
of wind damaged shingles on each roof slope in order to cover and replace that slope. Again, depending on the insurance company, it could be 20 wind damaged shingles, 25 wind damaged shingles. It just depends on the company. Again, this is why you, and I'll tell you why you want to have a licensed local contractor come take a look at it first. Because if you call your insurance and say, hey, I might have wind damage, and they send their adjuster out, that is going to affect your insurance premium, even if you don't go through on a claim that will go on your record for your insurance. So do not have your insurance come out first. Have a light local licensed contractor, preferably us, preferably Mills Roofing if we're your local contractor. Uh, have us come out and take a look, or again, a local licensed contractor come take a look first to verify if you have storm damage and if it is an, enough to use to pursue an insurance claim on. Because sometimes the damage is less than your deductible and you're better just taking care of it out of pocket and having the repairs done if it's not a full replacement or a large enough amount of damage. So again, these are the things to look for. I highly recommend, not just because I'm a contractor, but because it's going to help you out. I highly recommend if you've had a storm pass through, that you reach out to a local licensed roofing contractor that you can trust, that you reach out to them. Have them take a look and give you a roof inspection and an evaluation before reaching out to your insurance company so that you don't get hit with a higher premium. Keeping this one pretty short this week, guys, we're at about 10 minutes here. I believe I've covered all the information that would need to be covered when it comes to this case. Uh, well, maybe let's, let's go into this. If it is going to be covered by your insurance, then you work with the, the contractor that you choose to work with. The contractor completes the work. Typically, the insurance will send you a partial payment first, minus depreciation. And then once the job is completed, you have to turn in the invoice from the contractor that you used, and the insurance releases the remaining payment. So that's typically how it works. First, you get a portion of that. You know, let's say it's an $11,000 job. They depreciate it but for age 60%. So you get 40% of that. You get a little over $4,000 check at the first point. You pay that at the end of the job. The invoice is turned in. You get the remaining amount minus your deductible, and you pay the remaining to the contractor. So that's the next steps there. Now, I will tell you this, too. Most contractors that have been around a little bit, if they have experience with working with insurance adjusters, they can walk you through that pro process and how to get that taken care of. Uh, personally, that's what I handle, me or my brother Caleb, we handle that when we work with you, is helping you work it out with the insurance. We handle the communications for you, getting things done, and then helping you with the payment afterwards. So again, keeping this one pretty brief, I feel like I've covered the information that's needed. And I feel like, again, this is a very relevant topic of conversation based on recent events that we've had in Fredericksburg, Mineral, Locust Grove, Orange, and surrounding areas here over the past couple months. Really appreciate you guys taking time to join us. Again, happy 4th of July. It's another beautiful Independence Day here in America. I uh, can't complain. We got it better than, than most. And, uh, you know, it's a day for us to remember where we started, what we stand for, the freedoms that we stand for. And I hope you guys spend that time celebrating that with your families and your friends. Have a great day.
talk to you again next week. Thank you.